Today, there are so many people that are telling us what to eat and what not to eat. Don't eat this because it's going to cause cancer. Don't eat this because it's going to do this to your body. And and picking an ingredient or a group of foods and telling us to eat them or not to eat them. And this kind of has been most prevalent and probably, I would say, soda pop. I like to call it pop, so throughout this episode, I'll probably re be referring to it as pop, but uh, I've heard it all my life. You know, don't don't drink it, and the diet stuff is even worse than the regular, and the regular stuff causes diabetes, and so I kind of want to put this one to rest and give you my viewpoint and experience and a story uh, that might help you decide on if you should avoid it or not. Roll the intro. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. So this episode is all about pop. It's all about the soda beverages because it's it's a hot topic on and off. For my whole life, it's been a, a hot topic on and off. Like some people won't talk about it for a while and then it like rears its ugly head like stay away from the artificial sweeteners in the diet pop. And that's worse than the regular. No, don't drink the regular because of all the sugar and, and all this stuff. And I kind of want to give my take on it. And my take is that there is way too much fear mongering around foods. Now, if you have certain sensitivities to certain ingredients or sweeteners and and they're in pop, then maybe you should avoid it. But I'm talking about somebody that maybe doesn't have those adverse effects. Uh, and, and I'm talking about in general people that just pick a food and they dissect it and test it on rats until they find something really tiny that, that might happen and then they blow it way out of proportion. And so I'm going to tell you a story about uh, a client. He was one of my most successful clients, and he was was really fun to work with. But he he was a big guy. He gained a lot of weight, and he was 400-plus pounds. And he was drinking endless amounts of pop. I mean, uh, I think he would drink 12-plus cans, if not, you know, more than 12 of regular pop. And so he came to me and, and uh, signed up at our gym, and I, he would periodically do some uh, personal training, in-person personal training sessions with me, and uh, I would always talk nutrition. I knew that was the biggest thing for people, so I'd always talk nutrition and and found out uh, that he was drinking several pops per day, and, and, and the evidence was in his car. His, his car was kind of messy, and there was cans and bottles of it all over the place, and you know, what I did for him, which helped a lot, because this person ended up losing, I think, 130 or 140 pounds. What ended up, uh, our first initial step was, we got we to gotta control this a little bit. And I think initially he thought, okay, you're right, I got to delete all these sugary beverages. And I was like, no, let's put a limit on it. You know, and I don't remember what the limit was at, at, at the time, but I was like, you know, maybe let's go for like five a day because that was like drastically cutting it down because that's all he was drinking. If he was thirsty, he was cracking open a sugary beverage. And so he's having a bunch of them every day. And so I don't know what I said, maybe four or five. And at the time, you know, you think back to maybe people had some opinions on it and what opinions would they have is like, no, he should be drinking water. Yeah, he should be. He should be drinking water. 
Or if he wants a little bit of taste, maybe he should squeeze a lemon into a water. Or maybe he should have unsweetened tea. And, you know, there's all these nutritionist dietitians and social media influencers that want to take a client all the way to the healthiest thing. And I don't think that was the right thing. And I, and I was proven right for this client. Because what we did ended up resulting in 130 and 140 pound weight loss. We did other things. We got him to eat more protein. We got him to, you know, limit the portions and and so many other things. But what we did is we took pot from a super high level down to a low level, but we didn't delete it. Now, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Because I didn't want to shock this person's lifestyle. I wanted this person to last a long time with me because I know it takes a long time to lose 25, 50, in his case, 140 pounds. It takes a long time. So I know that when we get a client, we need to figure out how do we help this person do this longer term and maybe help this person do it for life. And so what we did is we took regular pop from 12 plus down to five. Now, the next thing we did is we moved to diet. So I was recommending him drink diet pop. Now, I was still trying to limit it. I didn't want him to now go to 12 diet pops. But when we made the next little baby step over to diet pop, and it took him a while to find one he liked, his his palate, you know, he didn't he didn't like the regular ones, but the, or, or he didn't like the diet ones compared to the regular, but he did find one or two that he did like. And so then the next step was he was starting to rely on these zero-calorie beverages. Now, this person, his health was, you know, in a, in a, in a bad situation. And, and if you are in a bad situation or you have the blood sugar issues, high blood pressure, cholesterol, all these things, following that path of decreasing the total calories, I think is the best and easiest choice. Versus taking this big leap from drinking 12 pops a day to plain water. I know that's the healthiest answer, but it's not the right answer. If I take everything away from a client like that, I take away his pop, his fast food. You can't touch sugar. I, and then I start incorporating like boring stuff. Chicken and brown rice is all you can have. He's not going to last a long time. He will get short-term results and you're going to feel like a great coach. And he's going to notice the results initially and then he's going to get burnt out. You can't shock somebody's lifestyle. And I think when I finally made that transition, I became a better coach. And so what, what you want to do is you want to pick your poison. Yes, there's research on regular pop. You know, the sugar could be very much correlated to diabetes, being pre-diabetic, all that stuff. You know, there probably are some ingredients that if you overdose on, on diet pop, drink too many of them, yeah, maybe you had some, you'll have some adverse effects. But we are having adverse effects from just overeating in general. That was my job. He came to me with issues. And I took the best path. The best path was taking these small steps. So I don't shock his lifestyle. I'm doing something realistic, something he can stick to. I knew that I could probably, when he was excited, force him into boring foods and water. I probably could have done that, but I chose not to, and it was the smartest option for him and me. So how I conclude this episode, because you guys tuned in to figure out, hey, can I drink pop? And I think 
I think the answer is yes. The answer is yes, especially if you have some health concerns. And let's say you don't have any blood work health concerns at all. You're just overweight. I think I think you can go to diet pop for a while and not worry about it. Pick your poison. Do you want high blood pressure, cholesterol, uh, blood sugar issues? Or are you okay with putting uh, artificial sweetener and some preservatives in your body to improve your blood work? Because his blood work drastically improved. That's my job is to make it realistic and sustainable and get him off of the pain meds. Get him off of the medications for his uh, cholesterol and his high blood pressure. That's my job. And I have to figure out how to do that. So I don't think it is the right thing to say to demonize pop or diet pop. Because for certain people, it is the necessary next step to eventually get to plain water. Eventually. Because that's what I want for everybody is they love drinking plain water. And then we never have to have this pop discussion ever again. But... How long does it take to form a habit? It's not 21 days, I can tell you that. that Whoever came out with that is ridiculous. Especially with nutrition, I think it takes years to kind of land some of these habits. Because in some ways, you have to become a new person. Right? You have to become a new person. No, I don't drink pop. Saying that, saying that to people like, no, I don't drink pop. Like, that's that's who you are all of a sudden. But that takes that takes a while. So when you're on social media or you see these research studies that are like this ingredient in this food or red meat this and carbohydrates this, sugar that, just take it with a grain of salt or be wary, I should say, that people post that stuff probably for clicks and likes and to gain some sort of attention. Because those people, those people honestly should stop doing that and stop fear-mongering all these ingredients and foods if it's proven that people are consuming them and getting healthier. That's why I even told this story about the client I worked with is because he ate these foods and, and drank the pop, the regular pop and the diet pop. He consumed those things and he got healthier, a lot healthier. And so making people feel bad about Making that decision or taking those small steps, I don't think is the right thing to do. So that's my stance on, on, on beverages, pop, transitioning, changing your habits, and hopefully you found this helpful. Spencer, signing off.